Good morning. So at this phase of the retreat, you may be finding that some of the more coarse or intense hindrances are at least at times disappearing, softening. And that gives us the opportunity to explore a little more deeply the terrain of this heart, this heart-mind. And just in terms of our understanding of right effort, some of you may still be being tripped up by that term, effort. So I can think of it as appropriate engagement. An appropriate engagement has a sense of always sensing in and listening to what's needed now. So it's again this quality of attunement. And what's needed now that we've got beyond what I think of as the launching phase of the retreat is this quality of listening in. And as the hindrances settle away a little, there's almost literally more space in the heart-mind for the skillful qualities to start to grow. All of the different Brahma-Vahara that we've been exploring and then tranquility and clarity and steadiness, deepening samadhi. All of us have been tasting the benefits of those through our diligent efforts here on the retreat, even if it's just for a few moments at a time. And it's important not to underestimate those few moments, because as all three of us have been emphasizing, they're deeply healing deeply nourishing. And the invitation is when they have naturally arisen to let yourself savor them, to abide there, to dwell there, to settle there for as long as they naturally last. And then, and this is the hard part, to not cling to them as they're saying goodbye. So I think many of you are familiar with that experience on retreat of the heart-mind settling into a phase of peace and calm and quiet, ease, well-being, equanimity. And often the response is to think, finally, yes, now I'm getting somewhere. This is how it's going to be for the whole rest of the retreat. Nibbana, here I come. And then what happens? The very next sitting feels like a multiple hindrance attack assails us with even more intensity than before. And then, not surprisingly, the mind goes into, I blew it, I lost it, where did I go wrong? How do I get it back? This isn't working, maybe I should just go home. And that pattern of swinging from extremes is so common at this stage of the retreat. So for me, it was a huge relief when I heard one teacher talk about phases of purity and purification. Purity and purification. And the purity phase is when the mind has settled into some of that deeper ease and well-being. There's calm, there's clarity steadiness. And actually it's that very calm and clarity and steadiness that allows in a way the next level of detritus or stuff in the heart-mind to come bubbling up. 
And we might find a sudden memory of a painful incident that hadn't been in our awareness for years, maybe even decades, suddenly presents itself. Or maybe there's a more wordless, deep grief or loneliness or despair. Or maybe a sudden attack of vicious self-criticism or anger or rage. And the contact the contrast with those earlier states can be pretty jarring but it's really key to understand we haven't done something wrong this is just the dhamma doing its work and it's because of that purity phase that another layer of afflictive states can come into consciousness and this is what we call the purification phase because it gives us the opportunity to meet those painful states in a way that helps them to soften, to release, metaphorically to be digested or met- metabolized. So the more we can accept that these swings are just natural expected phases of the practice, the easier it is to let go of holding on to them and to let go of fighting the painful emotions as being somehow wrong. So instead of kind of clinging and swinging with the pendulum and perhaps being taken for a wild ride. Instead, we try to make space for those swings, to make a bigger container for all of those different states that will just naturally come and go. So the other day, Willa spoke about the first noble truth and how it requires that willingness to turn and face into what's painful or difficult to face up to dukkha of any kind. And when difficult emotions come up, they give us a powerful opportunity to do just that, to turn towards the painful mind states, to meet them with kindness and care and compassion. Again, just to acknowledge that's pretty different from the habitual way that most of us early on learn to meet difficult emotions. So for people with no meditation experience, those so-called untrained worldlings that are in the Dart Sutta, the usual tendency is when painful emotions come up to try to get rid of them, avoid them, deny, repress, or project them onto other people. This is one very common default strategy. But for people who have some meditation training, there is sometimes a tendency to go to the other extreme. And that's when painful emotions come up to assume that we're supposed to drill down into them, to go into our deepest, darkest trauma and stay there. Because anything less than that is somehow cheating. Or perhaps that we're missing a valuable opportunity for this afflictive state to be dealt with. But actually that kind of drilling down or clamping down on the difficult emotion, it can at times almost feel like a form of violence because it's rooted in aversion and harshness. And again, as all three of us have been emphasizing, there is not, harshness is not part of this path. The Buddha famously taught the middle way, the balance between extremes of any kind. And we need to bring that same balanced approach when we're working with afflictive mind states. 
So part of this appropriate engagement is knowing our own capacity in any given moment. If the painful emotions are so intense that they're undermining our capacity to be with them, we can practice taking what I call a strategic withdrawal. And again, this is not cheating. If it's done with mindfulness, it's done with clear comprehension, the recognition that, yeah, right now I need some space from this intensity. It's actually wise to take that space. It's skillful to find ways to resource yourself so that when you do have a bit more capacity, you can touch back into those challenging states again. And so what that resourcing might look like could be slightly different for each of us. But we're very fortunate here at Te Moata to have really the companionship of the trees and the birds, the forest, the bush. So it might at times look like what the Japanese call forest bathing. Forest bathing, just going out and taking in the companionship of the trees. Maybe you go down to the stream and listen to the music of the water. Listen to the sounds of the birds. Take in the cool breeze and the warm sunlight. Or maybe you go down to the labyrinth and walk the labyrinth. Wearing thick socks is probably a good idea. <laughs> and just let yourself slowly wind through that maze. And the spiraling movements in and out can help bring the heart-mind back to balance. Or it may be as simple as just taking a rest or having a cup of tea or taking a warm shower. Just finding ways to re-resource so that then you can come back when you're more settled and steady and rejoin the retreat schedule. There's one other tool that can be a very powerful resource for meeting afflictive states of any kind. We've touched into it a little. Eliza gave a beautiful talk the other night on compassion, and particularly here, self-compassion. And again, it's just that willingness to turn towards what's painful, to offer it some kindness and care. So in the next meditation, I'll offer just a little bit of orientation in that direction. But I know that every one of you is working with different experiences, different things are going on for you. So for some of you, it might feel that that's what's not what's needed right now. So I'll just keep it very brief and then we'll settle into our mindfulness of body, mindfulness of breathing. So just taking a moment to settle into your sitting posture. Finding the sitting bones in contact with the cushion. And you make, might make one or two small movements, just tilting, rocking, circling until the sitting bones find a balanced, steady connection with the cushion.
so that you can allow the weight of the body to settle a little more fully into that support. Just letting the weight of the body surrender into the earth beneath you. Letting the lower half of the body form a steady and stable base. So that from that stable base, the spine can emerge just a little taller and straighter. Unfurling into the space around you. The head finding its natural resting place at the top of the spinal column. And the hands just resting (coughs) together in your lap or on your legs. The whole body now is expressing this balance of alertness and ease. And then you can begin to tune in a little more closely to how you are now. Again, almost like you are asking a good friend, how are you? What's it like in there? Just sensing into the overall energy, any emotions that may be present. A whole array of different experiences that can be known. Just being curious, open, attentive. How is the citta, the heart-mind now? If there's some ease and steadiness and calm, taking that in, dwelling there, abiding there. But if perhaps there are also some experiences that are a little more towards the painful end of the spectrum, Just 
stillness gently touching into them. With this quality of listening, listening deeply. Perhaps there is some kind of pain that begins to emerge or wants to be heard. Finding that willingness to open to and listen. To any faint signals, perhaps of difficulty or distress. Or if nothing's calling you like that, that's fine. Appreciate that. If there is some aspect of your experience that might benefit from a little compassion now, just opening to that experience, turning to meet it, silently acknowledging it. Yeah, this is painful. This hurts. Noticing the response in the heart center. A tenderness. some capacity or willingness to just let that pain be known, to accompany it without contention for just a moment or two. If there starts to be any ripples of reactivity or pulling away or closing down, just seeing if you can soften, open, make space for that difficulty to just be there. Breathing with it. Breathing through it, aerating its density. Offering it some relief 
Getting to know it's how this pain feels in the body. Perhaps a different interplay of emotions surrounding it. But staying out of any narrative or story about it. And just keep returning to embodied awareness. Just a few more minutes. Holding whatever is painful with tenderness, kindness, and care. Now, having found the willingness to at least touch that difficult experience, taking a moment to appreciate your courage in doing that, and having touched into it, we can now let it go. You may even just offer it a slight bow as a signal that now it's time to open to other experiences. You might sit up a little taller and straighter. Softening the shoulders and opening the chest. Taking one or two deeper, fuller breaths. Breathing in ease and breathing out, releasing any residue of pain. Opening to whatever aspects of your experience are subtly pleasant right now. Maybe the simple warmth of the hands touching. The support of the cushion beneath your sitting bones. Maybe the softness of the clothing against your skin. Taking in any experiences that are neutral or pleasant, somewhat soothing. Coming home to the body. returning to simple mindfulness of breathing as we settle into the silence again now.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.